episode of Threshold Conversations. Um, if you haven't heard like the introduction, what Threshold Conversations is about, look through the very like short archives and just find it there. It just gives you, you know, just a general overview of what Threshold is about, the vision behind this, um, and just where we're going. So I'm very, very excited about this. This is the first official um, episode with a guest. And today we're just starting um, off with a, you know, a conversation that has been um, well, maybe a topic that has been on my heart for like the longest and I feel like I've just been growing through this um, And today we will be talking about um, Understanding race relations between Africans and African Americans and if you didn't know um, I'm Nigerian. My name is Dami Lola um, <laughs> And I've had you know, I've had um, a very interesting experience with African Americans um, And I feel like God has just really transformed that I really like in the past you know, few years, and um, just personally, I feel like there is just some type of, you know, just tacit, unsaid um, tension between Africans and African Americans, you know, I, I've seen kind of like the back and forth, and not in a, in a positive way, um, between Africans and African Americans, um, and God really just had to open my eyes to what it means um, to really identify, you know, with my African American um brothers and sisters and you know even though I may have seen them one way in the past even though I may have been you know treated not like <laughs> in the nicest way in the past um God really redeems and we just you know that that gap that tension needs to be eased um in order for us to just really uh, move forward in this country <laughs> and just to grow um so yeah just starting off today we do have a very special guest um his name is Ife. Um, and I met him back at Binghamton University. He is the husband of my staff worker, and they have, like, amazing, like, two kids. And he's also Nigerian. You know, he's saved. Um, he's just awesome on every front. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when I thought about this episode, I honestly have had Ethan. I'm like, if I ever talk about this, he is a person because I just know he's going to bring such, like, a whole, you know, holistic, like, impar impartial um, viewpoint and, and um, counsel to this topic. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my name is Ife Ojitayo. I, like Demi, am Nigerian, American. Actually, well, I don't know how you, I classify myself. I, yeah, I am Nigerian-American. <laughs> I'm a citizen of both countries. I was born in Nigeria, though, but I grew up I grew up mostly in the in the states. I came, my family came to the states when I was about ten, eleven years old. So I've grown up mostly here. But um, yeah, and this okay. is obviously something I think I resonate with what you were saying, Demi. The the tension between Africans and African Americans, mm. and that's something I've always felt and grown up with. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I think this is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, that yeah. we should we should actually. As Africans, um, um, there are obviously, especially if you're if you're a second generation uh, African in this country, African American, or uh, you grew up, you know, you have African parents or parents that are not, you know, uh, first and second generation. You tend to feel you you sense that tension a lot more 
um, you, you live in both worlds, really, mm-hmm. because ain't nobody know you're African until maybe, <laughs> until if you don't have an accent. You can tell that I still have a bit of an accent, but you probably get away with it. My brother, my younger brother, for example, can get away. No one would know mm-hmm. until they see his name uh, that he's African. So, but, but there's that, there's that tension living here in the States and, and growing up African, but living in the United States and understanding the history. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, that, that's, and, and navigating that is, is, yeah. is a challenge. I, I don't think it's a, it's just the way it is. You navigate it. Yeah. Mm. And when I say it's a challenge, I don't think it's like necessarily burdensome. I've never felt mm. that way, but I, I recognize that's something that, that's a, that's, that's something that I had to navigate still. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what else did you want to know about me? Uh, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> uh, I'm a student at, Westminster Theological Seminary. Um, um, I'm studying to get my MDiv um, to go into ministry. I am married to Lisa Ojitayo. Yeah, um We have an interracial marriage, I guess. She's yeah. Norwegian American. So um, and we've got two beautiful boys, um, Bendik and Anders. Um, and I feel like I feel like I need to say their full name so I, you know, <laughs> I can properly rap. So it's Bendik Jaye Ojitayo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this Ayolua Ojitayo. Yeah. And uh, yes. yeah, so we've got a family of four and, and living that, doing that student life slash work life slash family life. They're in there. Yeah. They're yeah. winning. Thank you so much for that amazing intro. I was just about to ask where their Nigerian names are, but you beat me to it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, they're definitely representing. Let's go straight in. Um, again, sure. um, this is understanding race relations between Africans and African Americans. So, I guess I can just ask do you identify with, you know, black, African American, or African? Like, is, I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, um, you have nationality. Um, of both Nigerian and African American. So is there like would you particularly say, hey, I'm black or I'm African or I'm African American or Alright, uh, so <laughs> that's uh that's a uh, that's a question that I can't answer with one word really. Mm. I mean, obviously if I'm filling out any form, you know, the f- I identify as black or African American. Those mm-hmm. are the only choices I really do have. Mm-hmm. But obviously my name is Ifo Lua Detire, right? So yeah. Uh, that's right, right there, right there. Everybody knows <laughs> I'm not from around these parts, so my identity is always like. Is, is some once people meet me, they know who I am. They know, you know. Yeah. Well, unless your parents are like really, really like you know, really in touch with their African roots, and they decide to name you if you know what you're definitely, you know, you're definitely African. So, um, growing up in the states, I think um, that's that. The way I identify myself as, as I think, evolved. Mm. Um, when we moved, obviously, you know, growing up in Nigeria for 10 years of my life, I didn't, I'm Nigerian. Um, but when we moved to the States, I, I, I did recognize, okay, well, yeah, I understand what it means to be African and the difference between that. You, know, you live in Africa, you don't, mm-hmm. you, 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 you know, you just... You're just African. Like, you don't even know. You don't really even have a connect, a really concept of that you're African at that age. Mm. You know, it's, it's just what you know. Mm. But moving to the States, I recognize, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm African. And what that meant mm. and some of the loaded 
connotations of being African, um, going to middle school in the United States, mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, was, was, and then I was, I was, I think I was, I was, um, I was embarrassed about it at some point, mm-hmm. if I'm honest, yeah. um, about some of the perceptions of people about my, 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 um, my identity, yeah. uh, along those lines. And I think, but I couldn't really hide it. And I don't really think I did that much of a job to hide it. I, I didn't go out of my way to hide it, but I, I had to deal with, but by not doing that, I had to deal with some of the challenges, right? Mm. So being teased at school, all of that. But as I grew, like, for example, when we came to the States, I had an option of changing my name, my first name. My middle name is Timothy. No way. I had an option of changing my first name, um, being that being my middle name, my middle name being my first name. And I remember my dad asking me that when we were moving to the States, and he said, you want to do this? And I, I just said no. But I didn't think about it in terms of, like, you know, it wasn't, it was just, as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old, I was just thinking, if someone calls me Timothy, I'm not going to answer to it because I've mm-hmm. grown up all my life, you know, mm-hmm. to be fair. So, mm. so that would be weird. So I'm not wow. going to change it. But then when we moved to the States, I'm like, man, that was a bad decision. I shouldn't change it. <laughs> when <laughs> I have a chance. You know, yeah, people butchering my name left and oh, right. Oh, you know, yeah. Story of but, my life. Um, but, you know, but now I'm not, I mean, I'm really glad I didn't change it because, you know, ain't mm. nobody else has, you know, my name and you can, um, you know, so I'm, I'm mm. glad now that I didn't change it, but. But that, that was part of the progression, though, of, mm. you know, just to answer your question, and, and um, that growing from, it's a, it's grow now I think I identify the way I am now, I think I identify as, I don't know, I think I identify as both, to be honest. Uh, I think my, at the core, I think I'm African, and what would I say, really, I, I should say I'm Nigerian American, mm. Mm. right? Because I, I think it's kind of silly to say I'm African. I've, yeah. I've only been to Nigeria. <laughs> that's the only country in Africa that I've actually been to. <laughs> that's, and I, yeah, I, that's I don't, actually true. I, you know, and that's kind of like sometimes even even a misnomer to say, you know, um, because I think people place that perception on us. Okay, you're African, so like you, you must know everything about Africa or speak for all the whole oh continent. Yep. Whereas, <laughs> you know, I don't even speak for people that live in the north of Nigeria. I don't know the experiences. Talk less of like known people that live in Ghana or East Africa or anything like that. So, mm. But I do identify as Nigerian-American. But I think part of that identification is also that I am African-American in, in the way that Americans, this country is perception of African-American people that have my skin color and things like that. So I think there is part of my identity that's tied into that. I've been a victim of, of perceptions of, of people of my skin color or, um, I've also, you know, you know, for whether for good or bad. So I think I identify with the struggle. I, I don't, I don't think I can say I identify with the history. Mm. Of, of oppression but I think I, I can at least to a certain extent I don't think I do but I, I don't mm. but I think I identify as still at some level so I think it's mm. both mm. in short mm. yeah. and I love like how you specified like the Nigerian part um, I mean it's almost like a no brainer that does like yeah. you kind of specify exactly where you're from but I think it kind of takes away the vagueness of like you know it's even because sometimes even like when you say oh well, like I'm African American like there's still like oh this person is you know um, yeah. trying to separate themselves or you know distinguish themselves in some way but to say that hey like 
it's kind of like owning it like yeah this is literally like where i'm from like this is literally where i'm identifying with so it's not it's not like a vague structure it's not just hey i'm just you know removing this just to just to have this title but this is literally my identity so yeah also because honestly you can't really identify with like if you're saying i'm african that's actually um that statement means nothing really right in reality because what is you know saying i'm african and saying that's your identity so Mm -hmm. that's so that's so sort of that's such a huge matter way of of describing yourself because Mm -hmm. there's no way of quantifying it's so it's so Mm -hmm. vast right it's so different from one region to the other and so like you know Right. Yeah. No, that's a very. And, and no one, no one says you know I'm European or Asian. They, 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 you know. Right. So, oh, we can we can definitely like go deeper you know, than that. <laughs> like, yeah. You're bringing up. You're very right. You are very right. It's that seems to fall on us because people would say, yeah. hey, like I'm Italian American or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever exactly. It is. So why? Yeah. yeah, we're yeah. There's just a whole history behind that of just grouping. Africa together and so would you say that you did actually mention it earlier um would you say that attention exists amongst um I wouldn't just say Nigerians now I guess um but Africans and African Americans if it is like why do you think like where does that come from yeah I think there is attention I think um and I think the attention sort of flows both ways Mm -hmm. um I think from the perspective of, of I think, African-Americans, um, there's a, and this is, this is anecdotal to, mm-hmm. to, to a large extent, and just based on observations of being friends with, you know, African-American friends and things like that. And, um, um, but I think there is a level of, of desire for, or, or um, envy at the sort of the, I don't mean that in a negative way when I say mm-hmm. envy, just like what's lost, right? You know, mm-hmm. what they don't have, being African-American, the connection to, to mm-hmm. obviously is also their homeland and their roots, but having no, no connection to it. Like I can tell you where my hometown is in Nigeria. Again, I have family, I have roots, mm-hmm. you know, down there. But there's a connection that African Americans feel to Africa, but it's it's nebulous because they don't really. Mm. It's a, it's a connection that's that they really um, you know there are a few people that can do the tracing back and even that that you know mm. you, you don't really have a family there anymore to say so. There's that tension. There's also the tension of of like I think for example uh, when I when I was. When I first came to the States, the people that gave me the hardest time about being African and having an accent hmm. and, uh, you know, gave me like all these crazy nicknames and then teasing me about stuff were like, those are my African American friends in, in middle school. But hmm. I say friends loosely, but I guess, you know, <laughs> Quote. but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, those are, you know, and I, I you know, um, but. So there's that tension now from from the African side to African Americans. I think that's where the a larger bit of that tension is because I think from the African Americans African side, it's mostly a longing for what's lost mm. and a mm. longing to be to to be seen as 
part of Africa. Mm. From the African to the African American side, I don't see. I don't think there's that same embrace. Mm. I think African Americans largely want to know about Africa and want to embrace it. I don't think Africans mm. um, care enough to invite them in. Um, mm. Like I think part of the tension is that you know we buy into the American narrative of African Americans, the racist mm. American narrative of African Americans mm. being, you know. You know, whatever the racist connotations of African Americans have been in this country, yeah. oftentimes African immigrants, African immigrants buy into that right. wholesale. You know, right. like like I've heard some crazy racist things huh. uh, coming from like you know Africans, you know, towards yeah. African Americans. Yeah, uh, that's just like bonkers. And and I think, and when I say it's racist, it is racist, but I don't think it's coming from a place of of. I don't. I'm not, not going to say it's coming from a place of hatred. I think it's just yeah. a place of ignorance. They yeah. haven't really. They've bought into the narrative, right? Um, and African Africans coming to this country, having coming from the impoverished places, mm. and willing to work, 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 work mm. to to get a place, and then they think that African Americans that live in poverty is because of their laziness, but they don't understand the history of you know, yeah, um, yeah, that. Uh, of oppression in this country that has held them back. And so I think eventually some Africans do tend to, after a while, because they start to experience some of that history, some mm. of that, you know, legacy or vestiges of, of of racism affects them to a certain extent. Maybe to some extent, I think over time, they tend to start having some sympathy. But mm. to a large extent, they don't. They don't understand it. And I think it's because of ignorance. It's not. Right. If I think if, if we educate ourselves and know Right. What's going on will be more right. sympathetic, and that that tension would dissipate. Right. No, like you've said, so yeah, you've said so much, and I was at, I was having this same conversation with my mentor just a couple of days ago, and I'm like, yeah, man, like I really like I meant I'd mentioned about you know just the, the the idea about like having a home like I feel like a lot well for the people who do want to go back but for a lot of us you know we have that home like homeland pride like being an American we could be like yo I can go to Nigeria tomorrow like you just you know you just always know that there's that one place that I can like my mom she was like yo guys I want to you know when I can please don't leave me in this you know yeah, America, yeah, exactly, yeah. take me back home <laughs> so, the same thing. exactly so i feel like you know yeah. the pride is there and like we're just not we're not phased you know um so to speak um too much i feel like the the, the, te- the tension is there um but yeah it is i i think that's the, the main place it's evolving from maybe um uh, just the idea of like you know belonging and it may express itself in you know the not so pretty ways (laughs) um because you know just like you too i felt like you know back when i was what in elementary school or whatever um one thing i got my sister said this too like we would just always be called um what is it is it monkey monkey butt scratchers or something like that? Oh, um, oh, oh, I got called African booty scratchers. Yes, African, yeah, yeah, yeah. African yeah, yeah. booty scratchers. Like, I got that all yeah. the time. And yeah, like, that's, that's one of those, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like as kids, first of all, I just, I didn't care that much, but like, 
you know. Oh, you were in elementary school. I was in middle school. I cared a little right. bit. Right, you cared. Like, you were mature <laughs> enough. Like, I, got so, I got in so many I got in so many <laughs> fights in middle school, man. Wow. I, <laughs> I got enough fights to last me a lifetime. Like, <laughs> I would have never thought. <laughs> I would have never thought. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it was bad. That was the story of our life. And it's crazy, too, that it starts that young. I don't know if yeah, that's yeah. necessarily, like, you know, where that's deriving from. But the yeah. fact that at that young an age, like, there's yeah. already just this weird animosity. Like, it's, yeah, yeah that's, that's. Yeah, awesome. and, and, and to, be, to be fair, like, you know, I, I don't, have you heard this before? I, I think yeah. this is the way they say, Akata. Ah, in reference yes. to African American Africans, you say that word in reference to Let's African Americans. I actually don't know what that word still to today. I don't really know what uh -huh. it means, but I think I it means not a yeah. I'm not sure if it means like black. Please, if you know and don't, you know, don't come after me. <laughs> uh, I really? think it's yeah. It's it's. I say it's a derogatory term, but it's I've asked... It's definitely derogatory term, because yeah. even if you don't know what it means, when you hear them say... No, you know, right, it's derogatory, right, yeah. right. No, my own parents is like, don't marry that, you know, don't marry an Akata, yeah, 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 don't bring exactly. an Akata home. And like, yeah. when I asked, they were like, oh no, like, uh -uh, it's, not, it's not derogatory, it's not, you know, I'm like, but yeah, like... Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, where's the fun part? Like, where would someone actually say, oh, okay, you mean yeah. well by saying that? Like, I never yeah. got that. And I guess just to, like, briefly share this, because this is, like, why it's, like, you know, this topic is so, like, close to my heart. I, d I don't know if you were at Urbana, like, the last Urbana? Uh, yes, I was. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's where, really, like, God started to break this down. Because, honestly, I mean, I have, um, you know, I have black friends, I have African-American friends, and, mm -hmm. you know, who really, really, like, identify with the struggle, you know, the history of this country. And, like, yeah. we would be talking about certain things, and I just feel like, yo, like, I can't relate. Like, it, I just, I couldn't, like, I would be there, I would listen, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't identify. And, like, I think at Urbana, especially after hearing, like, Michelle Higgins, I know there's a whole, a lot, you know, around that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you did want to check it out, I will, like, post it somewhere um, so that, you know, listeners can go hear it. But I feel like she really, like, brought the message home of, you know, just white supremacy in this country and everything. And I just found myself bawling. Like, I've been praying before yeah. that. I'm like, God, please open my eyes. Like, I want to see, you know, what is, what my friends are saying. You know, I want to see where the hurt is coming from. I want to understand. Um, I feel like there, like, God really just started to, like, help me to just see, like, you know, just all of these narratives. I feel like she really, like, that was the one thing she was hammering on. Just the idea of, like, narratives. And, like... Yeah. You know, I had to ask myself, like, what narratives, like, what lens have I been seeing um, African Americans through? And I realized, like, a lot of it is, like, it's not even my idea, but, like, things I picked up over time where I was, like, even, like, the things like Akata or mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of us, like, if you were to go back, you know, to Nigeria and, like, a white person showed up or something, you've never seen this, like, we just, in a way, we glorify them, um, yeah. you know. <laughs> Sometimes, so I've just had this idea that, you know, um, I've just kind of seen everything through those lenses. And so when it came time to really, you know, identify with their struggles when, you know, they're now hurting, I'm like, well, this is the way I've always seen, um, you know, African-Americans. So that really had to, like, be rewired 
um, yeah. in my mind that, you know, what are these narratives? Um, what is true? And, you know, what is true? What is false? And, like, how am I really supposed to be seeing these people? And I think until, like, that, you know, just that, just that idea was, like, exposed, you know, for me that, okay, like, you know, I've had narratives that I didn't even realize was, like, influencing me. Um, like, I felt like that's when I really could, could start to understand, just really start to understand even the power structures in this country. Um, and just, yeah how destructive that has been um so yeah i really yeah i really identified with a lot of what you just said right now with um yeah, yeah with growing up and like you know the terms like it goes both ways <laughs> so yeah um, you know what yeah i think ahead. you're right i think what's interesting about what you said about narrative is that um for me that's the same thing that happens that you know I've always been interested in just history is like a hobby for me. I majored mm. in it, but it's also like I would even if, if I didn't, I would I, I read yes. a lot of history. So like yeah. I I read I read enough to know what's going on. Even right since we came to my family moved to the states, I would I read history books. And initially, when I started reading history books, I just read you know typically elementary school you know um, high school level history history level books and just glorifying you know mm. the American history and glorifying the founding fathers okay. and 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 to some extent rightly so um, they I think I think they set up a, a system of government that is that's unrivaled in the world mm. so now I think um, mm. the American government system I, I think it's, it's an envy of the world mm. uh, but but there's also a lot of <laughs> sin and, and ugliness and evil and oppression in that history yeah. as well. Yeah. And all of those things were, were nothing I, I learned about until maybe, you know, I think what really when I was about 16, I started reading more books. And then when I get mm. to college, I, I recognized, wow, there's a lot of loaded history, especially, you know, the history of slavery. That's mm. one of the things I don't understand. Like, how, we, how come we don't talk about slavery? That's something that someone, you know, should be explored because, I, and I, when I say we don't talk about slavery, I say, yeah, I mean Africans, yeah. right? Because yeah. slavery affected Africa just as much as it affects, you know, African Americans. Yeah. It yeah. gutted the continent of its resources, yeah. of its brain thrust. Like, you, you don't, you, no one in Africa talks about slavery. It's and, weird. And, and maybe it's because, you know, there's a bit of a guilt complex. I don't, I really don't know. That's a, that's, that's a guess on my part. I, I, I really don't know what it is, but but I feel like that's something that we need to talk about more, and, and the history of that, right. and 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 the legacies of that. Like you know, so I don't think Africans know about slavery as much as they ought to. I don't mm. think they know about the history of Jim Crow as they, as much as they ought to. Mm. I think I think I think most Africans come to this country just like most or any other immigrant community come. They come for opportunity and they just mm -hmm. put their head down and they say you know i just want to just want to try to make some you know better my life yeah. for the next generation mm. and i think that's a good thing I, i'm not you know that's a great thing i'm grateful that my parents did that and yeah. they've succeeded in making that life better for for my generation and hopefully i'll make it better for the next generation so yeah. but but at the same time i think there's a level of responsibility that we have yeah to know the narrative, to know our history. And part of knowing African-American history is also knowing African history, to be honest. Like, hmm. uh, wow. if, if, if you really want to know our history, with, and this is probably really what we probably both sides need to see is that we are on our histories tied together to some level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, 
Africans came to this country as slaves and and to a large extent um, the continent of Africa itself even though you know not everybody there was taken up as slaves the, the, the atrocities that happened even there mm. were mm. As, as, as lasting legacies as well now I say that, and hopefully, maybe we can get to this as we continue to discuss. Yeah. I, I do think there is a, there's something maybe that Africans can offer African Americans, and this mm. might be incendiary to it's some dark, people. Yeah. But there's a mindset that I think Africans can offer African Americans, or at least a perspective that they can offer that might be helpful. That because I, I think the legacy of of slavery and oppression and Jim Crow and lynching and all of those things, uh, those things are those things are heavy and they've weighed they've weighed a, a people down mm. but at the same time there's got to be um there's a bit there's a way in which we can talk about those things and the way we can see them and we can move on from them i don't mean that in the cavalier way just forget about it and move on yeah as if you know those yeah. things don't matter mm. but i think but i think there's a way in which those history can also weigh us down um, and then you know it becomes it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy in itself, you know, where we mm. constantly feel we're being victimized by the by by our past. Mm. Um, Africans do this too to some extent, but I think maybe to a less extent, um, where you know sometimes we blame the colonialists for the up, the, the problems <laughs> of Africa, and to a large extent maybe we should, but to, to also to a large extent, like you know, I would say for Nigeria as, as an example. We can't blame Britain. Um, at a certain point, we have to stop stop blaming um, uh, um, England for for our problem or the colonialists for our problem because um, a lot of the problem now that exists in a country like Nigeria is self made problems because of the corruption and ineptitude of its mm-hmm. leaders, right? So, yeah. and I think maybe some of that also applies here. In, 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 mm. in African American setting um, not probably less so than it does with Africa because African Americans still live in a system you get mm. me that's still you know restrictive to a large extent right. um, right. got, I mean there's a lot of freedom we don't live in slavery or Jim Crow anymore but there's still the vestiges of those of those things that are still weighing people down mm. um, and those things need to be yeah mm. I'm, wow. I'm not sure that I've offered any like you know, <laughs> real solution. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. In terms of perception, in terms right. of seeing things, I think that's that's really important to to, to be aware of. Um, right. No, you actually, yeah. What you brought up about having something to offer, like I'd never actually like thought about it that way. Like, okay, Africans or African Americans, like this is one way that we can kind of join hands together and yeah. um you know walk you know walk through this yeah again like starts with us being educated because sometimes i feel like we can't be removed i mean we have some yeah. I- idea of you yeah. know just the history in this country but like to really understand that not only that okay like people were you know, shipped shipped as slaves, but you know how yeah. you know just what has been the structure, like what has been the continuing um, 
systems of oppression like in this country so i feel like sometimes it's easy for us to be removed and even sometimes to blame you know i feel like that's sometimes like the perception i get is especially with like you know sometimes like police brutality could be like well what did that what did he do and it's like okay yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah i feel like africans africans sometimes parrot the same things that maybe you know okay. some people that are you know that, that you know blame you know you are you, it's, it's a thug you know mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that from african circles before mm-hmm. he wouldn't get into tree wouldn't have gotten into trouble because it's because it's a thug i mean there's there's a place to say that you know there's a respectful authority but it's oftentimes that isn't that's not at the cost of your life or you know right i don't know right so yeah, yeah there, there's yeah. a there's a they don't see the i mean i remember as a as a young 13 year old my dad sitting me down um, and telling me that i you know tell me i don't even know why he told me that because at that mm-hmm. point uh, there hasn't been a lot of like publicized violence mm-hmm. um like it was starting in the 20s I think around 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. you know, became more like probably because people started like videotaping all these things. But you know, this is just like in the 1990s, you know, growing up, in a, my dad sat me down and said, like, you know, if you get pulled over by a cop or some, some adult is down to you, just do whatever they say, even if they think you're, if they, if they mistake, like he sat me down, I told, remember that vividly. I mean, that's the talk, right? Right. Yeah. But it was funny because. You know, I didn't think of it as the talk that at that point. I didn't think of it that way because you know, African American people already understand that to be. But I didn't even know. Maybe if maybe a friend of his told him, "Yeah, you, you got a black son. You better tell him to sit down and tell him this." But I, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I remember my dad sitting me down and telling me that's you know, you got this is where you ought to act. This is where you got to. And then I, I had that same talk again when I started driving, mm-hmm. right? You know, you got to you know, no matter no matter how much you think you're in the right, just do whatever they say. Mm-hmm. You know. You, it's better to come home than to get killed, right? You know that kind of talk. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I, I, and that should probably register to African Americans if they're telling their kids that. I mean, I don't maybe maybe not all African parents do that, but I think I think they do. I think they recognize that the danger of, and so if they're telling that, then that that should inform them that there's there's a narrative behind them having to tell their kids that. Hmm. Or to tell them to be careful, right? Um, and they, they probably from? need to press into that and say, you know, you know. I, I, so I, I really think ultimately the problem is a problem of not willing or, or willful ignorance. Like mm-hmm. if we want to know the life that the the, the realities of African African American brothers and sisters in this country, it, it's available for us to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because we're willfully ignorant. And it's and I think that willful ignorance comes from the fact that maybe we don't really care as much. Mm. I don't know why it is that we don't care, but I think you know if we if we take the effort to like you know empathize and sympathize with with their with their history and their lives, yeah, it starts with that willingness. Um, yeah. To to right to care enough to enter like someone else's life and really just you know take interest in that and that's the thing like do we even do even care enough because again i feel like there still is that sense of belonging where i mean maybe i shouldn't like you know just say it like hard and fast but i feel like we kind of have this in a in a sense just like a click type of thing where it's like okay well (laughs) You know, I have my own thing. I can, I can again. I can always go back home. Just, just that settlement and just being yeah, at true, yeah. home. That maybe I don't even like. Why do I need to, you know, 
do the work of getting to, to, to know this person better, like, kind of like it's none of my business type thing. Um, and I think what you said about, I mean, people, our parents' generation, they come to this country to try to make it. Mm. And maybe, I think a huge percentage of them still wants to go back to Africa. Africa is home to them. Yeah. Um, and I feel that way too by myself too. I think Africa is home to me, but I feel that Africa is home to me in a certain different way. Like mm-hmm. Africa is home to me, but I, I might not go back and live in Nigeria, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> like it is, I mean, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. But I still feel, I think of it as home, but I also recognize that this country is also home, right? Mm. This is the country I'm going to raise my kids, mm. um, you know, and they're not going to, they're going to be, you know, for all the intensive purposes, I mean, obviously I'm going to raise them to know their heritage and to know to try to teach them, I'm just gonna, you know, no one's going to be able to tell the difference between my son and, you know, right. and know that his dad is Nigerian or, you know, as opposed to everything. So they, yeah. they, they live with that tension. Yeah. Whereas I think our parents' generation don't feel that the need to 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 identify with what's going on because it's yeah. it's 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 happened to other people. This is this is not part of their you know. This is still not to them home. It's just a place for them to 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 you know make money and to make their family's life better, mm. um, and then go back home eventually. Um, mm. uh, so. Yeah, I, I think, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, um, but I'm saying there's a level of wish, though. Um, I, I think it's a, it's something that Christians should, as a general, to 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 be to be to identify with the people that you live with mm-hmm. and you live amongst, mm. right? Mm. Um, that's just a Christ-like. Yeah. Um, uh, attitude and way of being, and so I think if we if we if we think of it in those terms, maybe it'll be easier than to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, and would you say that because I you just mentioned, um, <clears throat> you know, like our parents' generation? Would you say that's that looks different now with like the newer generation? Um, like, would you say that okay, like we are identifying more and it's just it's just been like a thing of the quote-unquote past that yeah I think, I think i think we are I, I think i mean like like you said the story that you said your banner and your 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 personal mm. story about you know making you like awaken to to what's going on around you mm-hmm. i think that's probably happening to other like you know right second young generation younger africans mm-hmm. in, in america where you know they right. recognize well this is that it's going on around me I can't, I can't ignore it anymore right um I think I think for so long because we grew up in in, in African families yeah. where we we don't talk about some of these things in our family yeah. like some of our African American friends do, um, but now it's becoming more prominent to mm-hmm. have those discussions because it's becoming the you know it's a national discussion so it's we have to engage it um, and I think the thing for people in our generation is to actually to do that work of mm-hmm. engaging. Um, yeah. uh, um, and engage in it uh, and do it in a humble way too like right mm-hmm. so like people in our generation we can I, I can't come up and start fronting like um, <laughs> I know the pain yeah um, you know yeah. I know some pain but I don't know the pain of what it means to be African American and to, to 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 bear the brunt of you know so so do that with humility when you do it right. so I guess what I'm saying right. don't pretend that you know um, right. you know 
that you you fully know you can grasp maybe you can't to some extent but don't fully think you you know it's not your history and so be humble about that but um oh my gosh so true but at the same time you know in order to be able to understand what's going on and then when i say it's not your history it's it's not your history in the past Mm -hmm. but you're part of that history now if you're living in this country because yeah nobody's gonna you know there's no there's no (laughs) way for you know your their lot is our lot right you know so whatever happens to black people in this country affects us we're all in it you know so so that in that regards you know, you have that. We all have vested interest to know mm-hmm. and to move towards reconciliation. And I think what we, what we can offer as Africans in our generation is mm-hmm. maybe some hope, right? Because I think, I mean, I I, I engage this issue. I get angry. I've gotten angry mm. and, and 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 incensed about some of the you know some of the stuff that's happening in the news in the past you know mm-hmm. seven seven years, right? Five seven years. Uh, the police killings and some of the mm. and just you know so that's that gets me riled up. But at the same time, I've got to have perspective mm. that you know there is hope, and I, it's so that hope wow. and that 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 sense of hope comes from um, well, my faith as a believer in Jesus Christ, um, and I think I'm able to see it more clearly because I I, I think. Perhaps because I haven't lived the pain for so long and carried it's not as big of a burden. Mm. The, the pain isn't. The pain can be a burden, and I, I see it in my African American brothers and sisters where you know the burden is so there that you know sometimes you can't see past the the mm. pain and the anger, mm. um, and that mm. takes. A, and so, so when we when we relate to them as well, we need to be patient. And it's probably good for white America to know understand that aspect as well, because you're like, why are you so angry? Or why you know? Yeah. I, I've yeah. heard that before. <laughs> and they sometimes say, well, you're not as angry as those people, <laughs> like you know, right? You know, like saying like you know, I'm not angry because you know, uh, <laughs> or like you know, they try and they do. There's sometimes this too. Like I experienced that. Like they pit, you know. So I remember mm. one of the first things that people told me when I moved to when I I had an accent, but I spoke English. Differently than African American kids my age did, mm. and they're like, "Why your English?" You know, they they could hear my accent, but they still say, "Why your English is so good?" Mm. Um, you know, you speak very good. You know, like you know, you speak very well. Mm. Um, and 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 it's kind of like a way of setting me apart. Like you're, you're wow, you, you know, or you're you're so respectful, you're so smart, you're so, you know. Mm. Um, and I mean, obviously. You know, those are good. It's not like you shouldn't act respectful and 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 want to be be good at whatever it is you do. But right. realize also the under, underlying sentiments and some of those some of those uh, compliments is it's it's they're loaded. You know, you're not mm-hmm. one of them. It's kind of something wow. from what people say in this culture. Like just just being and all of that comes with just knowing the history, right? Yeah. And knowing some of that, you know, right? So that so that you don't buy into the narrative, um, the false narrative, mm. and, and you, you know the full story, mm. and you, you have your eyes wide open. So, wow, oh my gosh, we can like yeah, I this can... is. <laughs> I did not know what I started. Like. Yeah, yeah. I just... <laughs> I mean, this, I'm, I'm glad you asked me to talk about it. This is something that you know I, my God, you know, I think about all the time. No. Um, Man, but, you know it's. Man. Yeah, and hopefully, I don't know where you want to go with this, but hopefully, 
have an opportunity to say, you know, in some ways, the redeeming aspect of the gospel in terms of race relations mm. um, um, about uh, there is a there's, there's a redeeming the gospel is 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 in the gospel in Christ right. there's redemption you know what I mean right so yeah. so for Africans there's redemption for our history right you know mm-hmm. our history of of having our continent pillaged or our history of current state of of just Africa is, is you know the poorest continent in the world mm. there's a lot of atrocities there there's a lot of you know inequalities there there's a lot of violence there you know just think of northern Nigeria and what's going on there um, but um, there's the gospel has something to say about that the yeah. gospel has something to say about the African-American history and story and ex- experience and and in relation to how we interact with each other, especially, mm. um, I think if we recognize, all, first and foremost, um, like under the umbrella of of, of Christ, um, and and as people that bear His image, if you happen to be a believer in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. whether you are African American or African, your first identity and your foremost identity is that you are. You belong to Jesus Christ, hmm. um, and those other identities are secondary. So, if you belong to Jesus Christ, then that should inform, I think, how you live um, yeah. in a way that there's a way in which you know. I want to. I'm proud of the fact that I'm Nigerian, mm-hmm. and I'm also proud of the fact that I'm black. So, you know, and, and you know, part of my history is, is you know the music that comes from my continent. Uh, some all of those things. I'm proud of all mm-hmm. of those things, yeah. but. Um, but I, I don't put my identity in all any of those things yeah. because because really ultimately if I do then if I if I'm going to hold on to that and say this is me then I got to hold on to all some of the pain and all some of the atrocities that comes with that too wow. I don't want to do that because that 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 drags you down that's the point I'm trying to make yeah. whereas you you hold on to Jesus Christ who, who redeems right the redemptive power of the gospel. Um, and if you hold on to that, then you're able to engage other people, mm. um, despite your pain, right? So, so despite your past, that's like your feeling of, of oppression or being being victimized or anything like that. You're able to, to even while you have that pain, you're able to still deal. Um, um, this is why I think in terms of race relations, yeah. not, I'm not even talking about, I'm talking about Africans and African Americans now, mm-hmm. not even talking about the the way it's often talked about white and black. Yeah. Even yeah. along those lines, in order to be able to make this tension go away, mm. we need to see each other first and foremost as mm. as bearers of God's image. And then I think to a certain extent we also need to see each other as family mm. in a way that, you know, you know, you know, like the way that Paul talks about Jews in in, in uh in, in the New Testament as my the my my, my kinsmen, you know. You know, we have mm-hmm. shared roots and and, and and shared bloodlines. You know, our African American brothers might not be able to trace exactly where they're from in Africa, but they are from Africa. They are yeah. family, and yeah. so we need to have a affinity and a and a and a and sort of a embrace embrace them. Mm. Um, and I think probably that 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 was the responsibility of that lies with us, our generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we need to educate yeah. our parents to yeah. say, you know. 
we need to talk, you know, when they say things that are just flat out racist, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need to clear. we need to combat that. We can't be silent and just mm. sit back and like laugh or we need to we need to and not, not in, and we can't do that, you know, in a well, you can't do that in just way if you're African. <laughs> if you're Nigerian, you're not gonna get your point. You're not gonna get your point across. You might just get slapped in the face. Yo. But, but, <laughs> but you still need to do it in a respectful way, but get the point across with right. patience and educate. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you know, you need, we need to educate our older generation to say, okay, this you can't say things like that. These are why these things are loaded because mm. they don't know that. But they're not gonna know them if we stay silent. We're the probably the people they're gonna. They're gonna get some of those, some of those right. knowledge from. So we need, we need to speak up, and then we also need to speak up and let African American brothers and sisters know that we we see them and we recognize their pain, hmm. um, and not just that when things like this are going around, just act like you know, right? Be like the rest of the the country and just like you know, right. well, you know, just put our head in the sand and act like you know, mm-hmm. I'm just about my business and stuff like that. Like you know, yeah. it affects us all. So. Yeah. And I think I think we have a we have probably have a perspective of of maybe because we're not so weighed down by the baggage of 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 the pain mm-hmm. that maybe we can see a bit clearly and to see you know right. Um, right. speak into it in a way that maybe it's, we can offer hope. Oh, wow! Honestly, I feel hopeful already. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think um, you mentioned something about just being honest that hey like i actually don't identify with all the history and that actually yeah that really clicked for me because i just felt like oh we're we're black together like (laughs) we need to like how can you not understand but it's literally just saying like i just i do not i you know i don't identify with the with the full history starting there just being honest and being you know being willing to then enter like into that conversation that like there just can't be like any pretense about and people probably appreciate that too (laughs) you know where you're just like this is this is me like you know take me as i am i don't i don't get it you know i want to i want to i want to enter this dialogue um and you know that 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 would I think that would be appreciated on you know both ends and you've definitely yeah you've definitely like um answered that question too like as people who have been redeemed by God and have an understanding of his will um by God really just shows us how to to bridge that gap which like you said is seeing people as bearers of God's image and we can't necessarily we can't actually um, take others, you know, narratives as that. Like, God really has to really show us a person in front of us as, hey, mm-hmm. this is my son or daughter, not, you know, yeah, exactly. not, not, right. not yeah. someone tainted by what not, this world has to history, say. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. that, like, we need to, that's so simple, but, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we've just, I, we've had, we've just been plastered by so just so many so many different so many different words so many different you know perceptions that it's just like who am i even looking at so yeah i i think i think it starts there it's just really seeing people as you know bears of god's image and yeah. it's work that needs to be done um yeah and i i think that's the point of this again it's just we know it needs to be done 
Like, we know there is this tension that exists, but even though it's not talked about, I, f- I mean, like, on the, on, the, on the grander scale of things, sometimes it, it comes up or it reveals itself. And, you know, um, you know, again, like, kids telling you, like, whoa, like, you, you're different. Like, <laughs> you sound so different. Like, just little things like that. And it's like, all right, how can we start doing that? And first and foremost, a Christian, um, like we have that perspective. We have um, we have the truths that can actually help us to like yeah. navigate this. Um, yeah, navigate this well in a way that is actually God's heart. Um, I don't know about anyone else listening, but I feel like I've revisited this conversation all over again. And I'm just I think this conversation we've revisited multiple times. I mean, it, I, this, there's one huge thing we didn't we didn't talk about this whole time we've been talking that I think you know it's and I think if we had talked about it, it would have probably taken over the whole conversation. Oh yeah, but, Wait, but what, Black what is, Panther the movie. Oh my like, gosh, you know, <laughs> yo, I've had like, that. You know, like, I was actually yeah, gonna like, ask. I was. I don't yeah, know if you've like, seen that. Like that should be rewatched multiple times along African Americans and Africans to sit together and have that conversation oh and watch that movie. I mean, I know it's just a movie, and it's but there is so many like sort no, of narratives. No, oh in my. that story that 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 actually un, underlies some of the tensions that you talked about yes. that we've talked about here uh, of yes. uh, having a place, a home, and. Maybe maybe that's something that Africans need to rewatch that again and see like the pain of not having yes. a home, you know, of not having, you know, you know. To be, I mean, to be fair, like, I feel like African Americans, America is just as much their home yeah. as as it is to any other people group that have populated this country, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're African Americans, this country is as much your home as if you're Italian American. Mm-hmm. But the narrative in this country is not like that, right? If you're, mm-hmm. you know. Unfortunately, they don't. So African Americans have always felt like this is, even though this is their home, yeah. their home hasn't welcomed them. Yeah. <laughs> I've made them feel, you know, as wanted for, you know, mm. for most of their history, for all their history. To be, to be fair, so mm. that longing is is there, and that pain is there, and mm. I think as Africans, we we don't understand what that means at all. Mm. You know, like mm. we have a home, like we've been saying that we we, we I know where my home is, right? You know, yeah, like yeah. people can call me anything they want and you say, you know, and, and I get exasperated when they say, you know, where you're from. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know when they hear my name and say, where are you from? Where, where in Africa are you from? And so I'm like, all right, you just assume I'm from Africa. Like, you know, I'm an American, <laughs> I'm an American citizen. But but at the same time, but that's, you know, I, I don't really get that often, to be fair, mm-hmm. because I recognize, yeah, that I, I know, I do feel like, you know, Nigeria is my home. Yeah. I have an affinity for it, you know. Right. Um, that's, the land of my, you know, fathers and, mm. you know, forefathers. So, like, yeah. that's something that I don't think African Americans can truly identify with. And right. that there's a pain there, there's a, right. you know, a deep, yeah, abiding pain. Yeah, and it was still persists. And I feel like, yeah, as yeah, thank you for bl- yeah bringing up black people. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, don't I, I don't know if I want to go that direction just yet. Hour of talking. <laughs> No, for real. <laughs> we can we can go on and on. But when I yeah, yeah, when I came out of the theaters that day, I actually didn't even know like what Black Panther was about like before. But after seeing that, I literally yeah. got on Snapchat. I'm like, we need to talk. And that's yeah, honestly yeah. all the underlying, you know, again, threshold and everything. I'm like, there's no way we cannot see that and like keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I just feel like so much could 
so many points were really like drawn in i need, even need to see it again um yeah. so many points were really like brought up and again that you know um afghan african-american like you know tension like all of that i i was just saying that i was yeah. like whoa like this is packed um but yeah that really needs to be said and i think you know as those i guess who who are coming from like that homeland type thing <laughs> could be also helpful to just kind of take the hand of the next person and just be like yeah. yo like we you know we love you we may have been separated and you know yes all of that but i affirm you like <laughs> yeah. i love you yeah. and i i think that i mean i don't know it may not mean the greatest thing but you know again just coming alongside someone and not yeah, just, yeah. you know don't have salt to injury <laughs> but yeah. embrace yeah, that's- <laughs> Well, at the minimum, that's true. Don't have salt injuries. At least at a minimum, you can, you can, you can, you're responsible for that. Right. Hopefully, you can do more than that. And, right. And right. start working at, you know. Exactly. Recon- some sort of reconciliation. Yeah. It's work. It is work. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, it's, it's much needed work. Like, if yeah. you know the truth, you, yeah, there's no way you can go on, you know living in the in the past even if that's the way we've seen things and yeah. you know like we really have to break away from that um mentality and allow god to renew our minds we've said so much um yeah. and i really yeah if you're listening i really hope you have taken away some you know insights and this has just really helped you to just continue to think about this topic and even far beyond that um really take whatever the next step whatever like the next action is um do you see this tension present and like what are we doing (laughs) to ease that tension what are we doing to bridge that gap because like Ethan just said like we can't we can't be silent like we just that's not an option so (laughs) yeah thank you so much Ethan, for joining us like i feel like we'll talk offline (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for asking me to come. This is, this is fun. This is, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, for speaking through this, and for sharing your insights. And yeah, really appreciate you.